On no, but it was as soon as Rashford missed, I had a knot in my stomach. weren't for like us losing. I can't give a shit about that. It was like nah. It's gonna be a bad day. It's gonna be like race riots, bro. Yeah. And it was. It was, yeah. Can a girl got stabbed, and I don't know if it was a black guy or Italian guy got thrown in the river. I know it's ridiculous. But they were already like they were beating them up from the time they came out of Wembley. Yeah, no, literally, they were old men. It's ridiculous. Just ridiculous. See the video? Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. I had to turn it off because I was just. Mm-mm. We literally we walked, we walked. And the thing is, you guys house. were in West. Are you in West, innit? Yeah, we literally. And Wembley's was, what? And you can hear them. Like we, the reason why we knew the game start like started the mm. first goal was because we could hear screaming. Shit. Like from eight, it was like eight. What? Oh two, innit? They scored. Eight oh two, eight oh three. What? That they scored. Scored in the second minute. Eight oh two. It just yeah. had bare noise. Mm. Mm-mm. Like, we literally walked from the car to my house and you could hear people shouting from the house. And we got in the house and you had like firework noises. And mom said, what is that, fireworks? I said, it might be. Yeah. <laughs> I said, it might be. It might be a gun. <laughs> we don't know. Mad. My sister was like, what else could it be if it's not fireworks? But I was like, we hope you never find out. In it. Don't ask. <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh! Okay, live in your it. life. In it, your comfy life right now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you started getting get, get scared. Proper. Start asking you the questions. Why don't they like us? Why is it going to be bad if they lose? This and that. But like, obviously, she doesn't understand. Yeah, she's young. So, hello, people. This is episode three. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, Georgia's back. Hey okay. guys, Kasan is here. My throat is a bit rusty because, you know, I mean, by the time this comes out, it'll be a week after, but yeah. the England match, you know, I was shouting a lot. <laughs> yeah. We hope nothing bad is still happening by then. Bro. Right now, it's a bit of a shake. Um, yeah. We were just talking about the madness that's been happening because mm-hmm. of the match. Mm-hmm. And it... It's a bit of a, it's a bit of an odd one, and there's just certain things that I feel like even what I was saying, like my sister, she's only eight, mm. and she's asking questions like, "Oh, why is it bad if they lose and stuff like that?" And you have to explain, like, why people don't like other people for no, like, there's no for specific no, yeah, reason, no, you know? Exactly. Like, you, how do you explain that to children or even kids that were, imagine they're at Wembley, they're at the match, they're in the stadium, and then mm-hmm. they have to run or yeah. they have to rush out because or they, they're with their they, parents. they see that and they're like... Oh. Or they're seeing it while they're walking home yeah. or they've gone to the pub with their family. Like, how do you, you... You can't tell them anything. You can't explain anything. Yeah, no, 100%. It's a hard day. No, but my love and support goes out to Saka... Raheem, Rashford, Sancho, like, they shouldn't have got what they got, like... But we knew it was coming. We Exactly, and that's the saddest thing. Like, when, as soon as Rashford, like, missed it, I had an... I was just saying, I had a knot in my stomach because it's like, shit, I know what's coming. Yeah. And it's like, that feeling shouldn't be normalised. Yeah, not at all. Like, you shouldn't have to feel like... This is what I'm going to... This is what's been, like... Not because... You know, like you don't feel bad, obviously, because obviously it's a match in it. But like, we it's care just less football. about like the game. it's a game. And more about the fact that we know what's coming race wise. Yeah. After the game, if they lose, and um, it's a bit, it's a bit of a sticky one because yeah. even um, my grandparent, he wanted them to lose, but he was like, I just don't want them to lose and have a reason to get yeah. at the players. Yeah. Because like he could have. You couldn't care less about England. What? But the, the funny thing is, they were all like superheroes the weeks before they were scoring. Right. And all that stuff and assists. And then what? This one time, they missed penalties, which is normal. Like, you have to think... I Like, this is why I don't understand people who can't be empathetic. Like, put yourself in their situation for just a moment. That stadium was packed out. Mm. Not only do you have people watching you, so like watching your performance, you have it's on TV. The world's watching you. And when I think with athletes, especially when they're nervous, it affects their legs. Of course. So like you of can course. only imagine mm-hmm. what they're going through. Exactly. Or how they're feeling in that moment. Exactly. Especially when you've played, you might have played 90 minutes, you didn't because they came one of the last like two minutes 
of the extra time. Yeah. But like, you're still nervous. So yeah, and everyone is staring at you and you, and you know that. So like I get self-conscious when one person's staring at me. Imagine tens of thousands eyes are on you. Right. And you feel like the whole, like the weight of the world is basically on your shoulders. On your shoulders. And you put that on yourself. Right. Like it's kind of like self-inflicted type of thing. Because mm. even afterwards, obviously, Saka was crying. I was like, <sighs> I was like, you like you can see the pain that he's already that going through yeah, for no, himself. 100%. Like imagine how much he's already kicking himself. Mm-hmm. And then you're just going to add to that. Exactly. It's ridiculous. No, you don't even look at the positive side of things or the fact that we've got to the final. Yeah, for the first time for in the- like... 55 years, isn't it? <laughs> but hey. But, yeah, no. It's just exposed, again, how racist, how insidious racism is within this country. Because what? because before BLM, I feel like a lot of people was like, oh. In denial. In denial, racism, oh, that's that's a US problem, da 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 Yeah. And it's just blatant now. No, because it's I feel always like, been blatant, but like social media is exposing it more. Yeah, it, it was necessary though, because even yeah, um, I said to you as soon as it happened, and I was like, "Well, last year BLM, this year this." Like, it, it, I feel like it needs to be shown. Mm-hmm. Everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. It'd have been great if they won, but they yeah. didn't, and they didn't for a reason. Look mm-hmm. what the aftermath is. Yeah, like they would have been heroes if they won. They wouldn't have been heroes. You don't think so? I told you. And just until the next match? They got through the group stages because of Sterling. Yeah. Oh, Sterling carried the team. And Saka. And yet Harry Kane was on the front pages and Mm. everyone was talking about him. Mm. So even if they won, I still think they they, they wouldn't have been heroes. Obviously, like, to people that aren't deemed as racist, they're going to be heroes. But even in front of racist people, it's always going to be Harry Kane. Oh, yeah, yeah no, 100%. You, to like proper football fans, I don't understand why Harry Kane was the captain in the first place. I've been saying this. Because if I'm <laughs> not being funny. I said this to my sister. Anyone else could have been. Sterling should have been captain. Sterling should have been captain, but that's never going to happen. Mm. Um, Henderson should have been captain, but he was injured. Mm. Even the younger players could. Maguire could have been captain. Like, there's. Kyle Walker would have, could have been captain, but again, he's he's black, so they're not gonna like. I'm yeah. not being funny. I I keep you when we was watching the Denmark match. I told you that in regards to Harry Kane, he's lazy. Don't really say much. So I think even if they did win, they still wouldn't have been heroes. And the thing is, see, they, yeah, they would not. No, but have put them say, on the no, but the thing is, say Sterling was captain, they'd be like, oh, but he's Jamaican. He was born in Jamaica. Why does why should he be captain? He don't represent us. That's how some of them would have carried on. They would have done the same thing. They still would have. Had a reason to be, an- yeah, because yeah. racism is racism. Yeah, regardless of whether they they win or lose, you're right. They would have had a reason to say something negative. And mm-hmm. the funniest thing is, is that I was saying, "Oh, I'm waiting for the newspapers to see what the newspapers say." And then the Sun put out, "We stand with you." <laughs> said, "Pardon?" The Sun. Yeah, <laughs> the four of them on the front page. We was it? We stand with you. We stand. Mm. Who do you stand with? Because the week before. You were slandering. So it's when it pleases them, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. when it pleases them. Oh, we'll be on this person's side today. We'll be on that person's side today. But at the end yeah. of the day, we know who supports the newspaper. And they're only doing that to get, like, increased readership. Of course. Because they know who's going to pick up that on the front page. A lot mm-hmm. of racist people put that up. Boris Johnson put it up. Oh, yeah, Pretty Patel put that up. <laughs> Do you know, I, I felt out. sick to my stomach when I saw her say um, that they don't deserve, they don't deserve it or something like that. I was like, babe, was you not just... Saying that they, taking a knee is just a you just do it then. politics. Yeah. Pardon? Was you, was we in the same universe when you said that or have, did you, were you reborn? Like, I don't, you know, but at the end of the day, that's marketing, you know? Mm-hmm. She knows what's going to get her mm-hmm. um, viewers. And then talking about, oh... The police are going to investigate it. Da, 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 da. You need to check your police force, right. first of all. Right. <laughs> because when they were running through London, standing on the top of buses and all, oh. I, d- I didn't see no police. Did you see police? No. I did not see not one piece of police. But peaceful protest. Hmm? But anyway. Yeah. 
I don't really know what to Just say. put that out there. <laughs> <sighs> we'll get out of um, of that situation. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't really have anything else to say to it. But I feel like it was necessary. I feel like it's needed for people to see mm-hmm. what it's really like. Yeah. Because they wouldn't people will deny it until till oh. they, the day they die. Yeah. I'm not uh, I was never I don't think they they we both I think everyone knows they just sugarcoat it because before they would just say it's not as bad as the US because the US, there's certain parts that are blatant. Mm. Even though in England, there's certain parts that are blatantly racist. Yeah. Mm. It's still deemed as a multicultural society. Yeah. Mm. But then again, only 3% of the population, s- population of black like yeah. people and I think probably like another, like 10 overall are from ethnic backgrounds. But obviously... In predominantly white areas, because they don't really have a lot of ethnic people, it's the norm for them to be how they are. So that's why they would say, no, nah, we're not. Because to them, racism is them, like, punching you up. Beating you up, yeah. But mm. for, to them, them tolerating you is them showing that they're not racist. Yeah. But tolerating and and, and believing that someone is as equal as you is too completely... Different, different things. things yeah and it's seen in how you act when things don't go your way because like you know it's like if you're if you meet someone you don't see their true colors within the first six months it's mm. after that when they start to get comfortable around you and they feel like they can say certain things or if they get angry or a problem happens that's when you see how they really act mm-hmm. in certain situations you see how they really feel towards you it's the same thing with racism sometimes and a lot of the time because of the year that we're in is microaggressions like you don't see it straight away but things like this when things don't go their way and they get mad about it it's blatant how you feel and how you act yeah and I feel like that's what they would have said that they're not like people feel like to themselves they're not because they don't feel like they're actively doing something about something that they know is in the back of their mind Mm -hmm. subconsciously that they feel Mm. like we we've all been there to a point where like you might see someone walk across the road when they see you or for like just give you a, a weird look when they walk past you. They feel like that they don't even think about that they're doing that. They just do it. Yeah. Do they they don't mean? even think that staring at you for like a good three seconds. Imagine, and it happens a lot when I've been next to her, just walking through town. Man will be like a good 20 meters mm. and he's staring at me till he crosses me. Right. You don't think like you don't see that as a problem. Right. Because you're not staring at any other Anybody white person else, like that. Right. But they don't even acknowledge other people in the road. Yeah. They've just acknowledged that we are there, mm-hmm. you know? And we don't even want to talk about Exeter because that's a whole different story. <laughs> but it's, it's funny sometimes now, especially when I have conversations with people in London and they're like, no, like, we, you know, we're diverse. Everyone's okay. And I'm like, mm, have you been to certain places even in London or have you been, have you stepped foot outside of London? Is we're not diverse with people aren't okay with us Mm -hmm. like they're not and we're not as far into the future as we thought we were we're not tolerant and diverse as we think we are well they think we are (laughs) because boy when it suits them they're behind us when it don't they're not behind us because even last year people were having problems with um blm because they were getting money like monetary support from certain groups and it was like, really? Yeah, it was. Yeah, they were getting monetary support from certain groups, and it's like, hmm, because we did a module. I did a module. I don't know if you was in. No, you. I don't think he was with me. We added a module on like who supports these campaigns. Yeah. And a lot of the time, when you go all the way back, the people that are supporting the campaigns are the people that are on the other side of the table. Or do you mean like political campaign? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, it makes them money. It's great for us, but at the end of the day, it's just making them money. Mm-hmm. So it's a bit... But why is it a problem when BLM want to make money or even use that money? They need money. It's organisation. Yeah, but I think it just comes down to like who you want support from. Like, sometimes you have to like party with like you know be okay with certain people Mm. and some people just don't like the fact that you have to do that which I get because like 
even in school, we have to act a certain way because we understand yeah. how they're going to take us. But I know sometimes I'll have a conversation and some people don't like that we have to act a certain way to fit in, yeah. you know? And I guess it comes down to that. You don't really want to feel like you have to conform to their standards or something that they're offering you because you need it, mm-hmm. you know? Like, we don't want to be in debt, but we have to take a loan from the government. Otherwise, we can't go to uni. Yeah. Stuff like that. Like, I don't want to be in debt to the government, but I know I need to take the loan mm-hmm. so I could get my education, mm-hmm. you know? So, it is what it is. I was just about to say that. <laughs> it, it is what it is. Yeah. I feel like, how far can you really get if you're not willing to play, at least at some point, both sides? Mm. But then when stuff like this happens, what do you mean? Up, sometimes you as in like, conforming to how we know they want us to act or how what they want us to do. I think with that, I would say it's, it's harder to not act both sides. Does that make sense? It's harder to not. Yeah. Yeah. It's easier, but it depends on the person. Some people could fit in and some people can't. So... I think it really depends on, like, what way you're willing to take, if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah. I feel like even growing up in London, we've just been socialised to be able to fit in in certain places. Mm. Like, um, I was talking to my mum, and she was saying, you know, like, you know, you speak completely different. Like, she was writing something. She's like, does this make sense? And my mum uses, like, loads of big words when she's writing, like, an email or something yeah. to certain people, innit? And then I was like, yeah, it makes sense. And I was like, but do you know what that word means? She said, no, but I just know it makes sense. In that <laughs> sentence. And I said, okay, I hear you. And, I, and like, I can't get her because I do the same thing. Like, I know what I need to do in yeah. order, you know? Yeah. Like, if I'm talking to my lecturer, of course I'm not going to talk how I speak to my friends. Mm-hmm. But I know they're not expecting me to speak how they speak. Yeah. So that to them, it's like, oh. Yeah, they take, they're taken back. Yeah. <laughs> And it's like, why are you, why are you taking, why are you, you know? Yeah. Or even certain things. Like, I remember I told you I saw my, the head teacher of my secondary school. Mm. And he was like, oh, what uni are you at? And he came late. Like, I haven't, I didn't know him from year seven. He came and tried to mess up the whole school. It didn't work. But he came late and he's like, oh, you know, like, what did you do afterwards? Because I went to the college that's right next to my secondary school. And the college is like known to be terrible, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. So they weren't expecting big things, great things. Oh, yeah. He was like, oh, and I was like, oh, my ex is her. He was like, oh. oh yeah. Mm-hmm. If, it's funny you say that because I, well, my mom kind of had that with like the moms from school. Because you know oh, how yeah, like, you, me. Um, you remember telling you, because you know how sometimes moms from school can be a bit catty. They act like the kids in the playground, to be really yeah, honest. They do. And they think that they're better than the other one or because their kid's better and this and this. Yeah, they live through their children. Oh, yeah, 100%. Mm. So like, there was one girl. And I was like, she was a good girl. You know, she did well in school and all that stuff. And teachers loved her. And I I didn't have, like, you know how there's teachers that treat kids differently? Like, they preferred that over that. Yeah. Like, they preferred her over me. But we're both at the same uni now. Right. And it's hilarious. And it's so hilarious. And, e- and, like, even when my mom tells them, oh, yeah, what? they'll be like, what's Georgia doing? What's Georgia doing? I was like, oh, she's at Exeter. She's like, Exeter. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. And they think it's a good thing that they're so surprised. Yeah. No, that's an insult. It is. It's insulting. And the, the, the worst thing is you even get it like, ugh, you know what the worst thing is, is that I used to get it from family members. Mm. And like, I don't like when people want to, I have certain family members, they just want to know my business. They don't care, care for me. Mm-hmm. They just want to know what Zara's doing. Mm. Do you get what I mean? Like a and compare that, thing. Yeah, to compare their kids with me, isn't it? Mm. Which like, a lot of people do that. But don't do it with me. Yeah. Because I know the only reason why you're asking me, oh, what are you doing? Yeah. Where are you now? It's because you want to know my business. Yeah. But then when you hear my business, it's like they're disappointed that I'm doing so well. Yeah, like I'm setting a standard, not just for you guys, but for myself, but you're here hating. Right. Yeah, no, but I, then don't, again, I don't like that. <clears throat> but then again, if I could choose not to have to go to like the uni that we went to and stuff like that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> count me out because... <sighs> 
is way more difficult than you anticipated. Yeah. Yeah. It's harder to not conform to those to those like norms and how society is you know, mm-hmm. institutions and stuff and the racism, but is it it's hard being in it. Yeah. It, like you don't you, I didn't think it was gonna be as bad. I didn't. As it is. And for me it's it's kinda it's difficult because everywhere I've gone, I've not like I've had it easy, but like I've had it easy in the mm. sense of I've known people, people have been welcoming to me. So it's like to go into uni when a good 80% of them aren't welcoming, it's like, damn, you know? And the thing is, and they don't want to be. They don't. Like, I feel like majority of those type of upper class, you know, private school student kids that I met when I was in London or that I know from London, they ha- they kind of had like a willingness to want to know me. Mm. Like, they they still... Obviously, we're brought up a certain way, but like if you speak to them or have enough conversations with them, they'll be like, "Oh, you know," like mm. they would become your friend, yeah. and then they they wouldn't really have a problem with you. Do you feel like it's because they're forced to, in a sense? Like, say they weren't growing up in London, say they were growing up somewhere, <laughs> like Surrey, where there's not a lot of black people there, whatever. Do you think they would be like that? No, I think they would be like that. Yeah, no, no, do I don't think so. I don't think they would be like that. I don't feel like they would be like that because they don't have to. Yeah. And that's... That's what I'm saying, like, the whole forced thing. Yeah, if I... If I... If I was asked that question before I went to uni, I'd have been like, of course, like, you know, like, it depends on the person mm-hmm. and all of these things. And then I got to Exeter and it... Really, if your parents have really made you feel like you don't have to be open and willing to to know people and learn different cultures you, you, you're not gonna mm-hmm. and and you won't have to mm-hmm. you know and unless you meet someone you really like and you become friends with there's people in Exeter that are they're white and they're friends with black people and they're still racist oh 100% like and I that 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 I don't understand but it's oh I've got a black friend yeah so I'm not racist I, I told you the tolerance thing. Yeah, because mm. they tolerate their it's, black friends, is not toler- it? It's tolerant. Mm. It's not... They're... I, I don't even know. To us, it's comments, but to them, it's just them saying it how it is. That's just the norm for them to say stuff like that because they don't understand. Because they're so, like, blindsided by their ignorance and privilege. There was yeah. a... Remember... I, uh, you, do you remember when we went out for New Year's and the, my friend's friend... Yeah. And you said, yeah. See, like, do you remember when I told you what you said in the group chat about no. the hair? No. You don't? Remember. All right, cool. So Rashford was playing and he was playing a league game. I forgot he was playing against. And obviously when this game's on, because all of us support different teams, we all watch football in it anyway. So he must have been playing, but Rashford didn't have a haircut. So he must have said, ah, oh, how's Rashford playing with that nappy headpiece. <gasps> and only me and another person said like you put I put up. I put like a shocked face and the other person told me not to say anything because he knew I would react. Yeah. But then yeah, then the person then the person told me to react, repl- uh, messaged me in private, said, I know you're gonna get to they get onto him. And then he said, What? And I had to explain to him that that's a downgrading word. Like, you can't yeah, say yeah. that. And he went, but he didn't know. He generally didn't know. So he's like, oh, like, my bad, bro. I was like, oh, no, nah, it's cool. But, like, your, bra- your black friends need to have need a word. need to pull you up, yeah. But remember, my friend, who's, who's his friend, he's not, he's, the type not of, yeah. he's not the type of black person to pull up his white friends who just, who just won't say anything. <clears throat> he'll just let it happen kind of thing, innit? Mm. And he'll just say, oh, that's how That's he how he is. So I think, like, with that, I'll just say, like, they generally don't know and you have to explain it to them. Even if they don't get it, the fact that you explain it to them, in a way, they can't really say that they're in the right because they don't know how it feels. And I've clocked it. With conversations like that, they get upset and they start to stutter because they know deep down... It's they wrong. They're wrong. Know, it's not even that it's wrong. <coughs> they, they generally don't know, don't know how it feels. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So I think that's... 
to the girl. That's why I think yeah. with them, they're, they're more outlandish because no one really challenges them. Does that make sense? But the problem that I have with that is that five times out of ten... No, the problem that I have with that is that five times out of ten, they're going to do that again and then say they didn't know. It might not be the same word or the same sentence, but they're going to say something that they have a kind of inkling that they shouldn't say Mm -hmm. and then be like, I did it, like, I'm so sorry, I didn't know. Or they'll slowly withdraw themselves from those people Mm. and start chatting crudely to people they're comfortable with because they understand them. Yeah, and that's because you even the situation we had at uni with um, that boy that was in me and Sherry's social data class. Oh my god! <laughs> with him, yeah, because there's this boy at our uni. He's like that, like that friend, your friend's friend. He's like that, and he mm. doesn't like. He knows what he's doing is wrong, mm-hmm. but. He like he'll say something when comfortable, yeah. And then someone has to be like, "Are you good?" And he'd be like, "Oh no, like I didn't, I didn't mean it like that, or I'm sorry." And like, there's only so many times that I can I can feel like you're naive to it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, fair enough if you're getting pulled up for different things, but say like you say the hair thing, and then another day you talk about skin color, and then another day you talk about how we dress. I don't like. It's like, if you know that one thing you shouldn't say, maybe be a bit more cautious for something else that you feel like you want to comment on. Mm-hmm. And the problem is that they're not cautious. They just say it and then they get pulled up and then they're like, oh, I'm sorry. Well, why do you feel like you need to comment? At all. You shouldn't. You, sh- you shouldn't. Do you know what I mean? They've never been told that their comment has, has no problem. way. They've always been told to speak their mind. Hence why a lot of them... every. A lot of them everywhere, really, they will generally have the weirdest of conversations because most of their conversations are just comments. They're not really genuine conversations about something. So they'll comment about something and then they'll have a conversation yeah. rather than having a conversation. So I think that's what it is. Yeah, but the thing is, with that guy from uni, it weren't a thing of him not knowing. It was more of a thing of he didn't want to understand. You know, he didn't. Because I remember posting something about, like, um, it was about racism and white people. And I remember him replying, and he was like, but it's not a white, it's not white people's issue. Yeah. And I remember from, that. I didn't, rep- <laughs> I know, I replied, I was like. So I think you posted it to a story, and then yeah, I posted I did. it afterwards. Yeah, and, and I was like, so where do you think racism stemmed from then? And then after that, I was like, you know what, I don't even need to hear what you have to say. I've put him blocked. Yeah. But you, <laughs> you're, no, I you're patient. No, I had an argument with him. I had an argument with him. <laughs> Because you know what? Yeah. I'm not even going to give you time to speak. You know what, yeah. If if he didn't have certain... If he weren't friends with some of our friends, I wouldn't have wasted my time. Mm. But the problem that I have is, is that how are you friends with some of the people that I call friends and no one has told you what you're doing is wrong? Yeah. Me and you ain't close like that, but you're very much mm-hmm. close. You're too... Not too close, but close enough. Right. Yeah. To think that it's, you're comfortable enough like to say it to one, me. One contact away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, no, I don't, and I will have an argument with you about that. And it wasn't even an argument. It was just like, here's some facts. Do what you will with that. Mm-hmm. Now leave me alone. Yeah. Because it shouldn't. I don't feel like, and it's the balls that they have. But even like, that's what I was saying. They don't feel like they have to do anything because no one's told them that it's wrong. Mm-hmm. And we, I remember we was, I was in a module in a seminar and our, our lecturer was like, no, I want you to speak like the confidence of a working class white man. And I was like, no thanks. Because they say what they want without any repercussions. They don't. Yeah, no. Same things that happened yesterday. My dad was like, but I don't even understand how they're acting like that. They serve non-alcoholic beer. They're not drunk. There's there's no reason. Mm-hmm. Like you're full sober. Yeah. Unless you went to the to the match drunk, which I'm sure you're probably not now. It's been like three hours. So really. And then the thing is, is for me, it's just like, even if you are blaming it on that alcohol, if alcohol makes you like that, why are you drinking? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And this <laughs> just to talk on substances for a moment, like 
if a substance doesn't agree with you, stop, stop trying to pursue substance. it because you're just going to get the same result every time. What people, especially humans, tend to do <sighs> the same thing over and over and over again and expect a different result. Yeah. True that. So, I can't really speak on substances. Couldn't tell you. If something doesn't react well with you, just don't do it at night. But yeah. Especially if you know that something might happen. I just don't understand how people feel comfortable with not being in control of their, themselves. Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. And you get, and you feel that way once you've done it. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Because I've had, I remember there's one, there's one day I drunk a, oh yeah, I know. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that day. It was last year. And like, I don't remember what I, like, what happened. People say, oh, he was cussing, he's speaking back to her. I'm like, I don't remember. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So for me, it's like, one, that's embarrassing for me. I, yeah, no. I don't like being, like, no. Yeah, no. But just the fact of me not being in control, not being in control of my own self, I don't, I don't fuck with it anymore. Don't like no, it. No, yeah, because we, I had a day like that. When was it? Last year? Was the year before last year? When? Was it last summer or was it before last summer? I think it was when? last summer. Was it not? Your friend's birthday. The park thing? Yeah. I think it was yeah. last year. Hmm? Last yeah, year. last year. It was last year. Bro, never again. Never again. I <laughs> dislike feeling vulnerable. Dislike it. I mean, I you it. said that enough times, even when you're speaking. <laughs> I say it all the time. I dislike it. And especially when I'm not in control of me being vulnerable. Me mm-hmm. being vulnerable and being in control of the situation is still a problem for me. So mm-hmm. imagine me being not in control and then because you're not in control and you're on a substance, you're vulnerable. Mm-hmm. No, never again. Mm-hmm. I said, me? No. And the thing is, I did, like, I know everything that happened that day, but it's like, it was just too close to something that I've, that could have happened. Mm-hmm. You know, mm. and this nope, mm-hmm. no, never. Mm. And I just that made me so laugh because the next uh, when they're gone, they're gone, like blackout. They couldn't tell you what happened the day before, <clears throat> and they do it on repeat. They do it on repeat every day, every yeah. day. Yeah, no, it is every day. You see, you go into accommodation, you look at someone's window, bottles, vodka, yeah, and it's not, it's not even in their kitchen; it's in their room. <laughs> That's how you know. That's how you know. But because even they was they sell alcohol in our <clears throat> in the forum. Mm-hmm. So like in our where everyone goes, they sell alcohol in in the shop in there. So like you you could go on campus and buy a bottle of alcohol, mm-hmm. which I don't understand. I think that's wrong. Because I saw that's that. you're promoting big old, it. Big old no? red wine. You mean promoting? You're promoting substance intake. What, by leaving bottles? No, by selling it. Like, our library's in there. We There's libraries in... There's a library in there. There's our, like, rooms, lecture rooms and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then there's, like, a Costa. Yeah. And then there's, like, a, you know, a normal store. And there's alcohol. In, the, it, in, the... in the... Yeah, in there. Yeah. How far is the shops from? How far is the shop from uni? Yeah. From the campus? Yeah. It's in the camp. The for- the forum shop, the supermarket thing. Yes, in campus. Mm-hmm. One campus. It's literally in where everyone... So there's it. another shop. Or is it the same shop that you're talking about? No, that shop is on campus. The other shop's like town. That's mm-hmm. like 15-minute walk. Yeah. Like imagine like a, super cent- um, a shopping centre you got Costa down here and then literally that supermarket with the alcohol is there. Like, that's how it's like the setup. Uh, I was going to say because it's a fair distance, but yeah, I don't know why they put that there. <laughs> that what, I've... How they make their money. Because <laughs> they don't make their money, like you said. That's how they make their money. <laughs> that's how, that is how they make their money. But it's not necessary. It's not. Because <clears throat> then when you talk about attendance and the partying mm-hmm. and then even during covid when like they was talking about us not having parties you're selling alcohol on campus yeah and not expecting children to still have parties mm-hmm. and the thing is it's like 
kids even walk on campus. Like they'll go with their parents. Like families mm-hmm. go on campus, and it's like to see. Yeah, because it's still it's open, isn't it? Yeah. So you can walk through the campus and go do whatever it is that you're doing. Yeah, for real. Which still is a bit weird to me. Can't mm-hmm. lie to you. I've been at training, and there, there's just been like people just like staring at us, and I'm like, "You're not a student." You're big, big and grown. I don't. Why are you? What are you watching us for? This is a bit weird. It's a bit, it's a bit uncomfortable. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, digress from the substance abuse situation. If you're, if you know you react badly to substances, don't go too off with them. But even then, with that, I feel like in relation to that, even on match days. Was it the the domestic abuse hotline was talking about how the rates go up if you win or if they win or lose if they win or lose, mm. which had that made me annoyed. It made me very much annoyed. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is I'm not surprised. Oh yeah, no, no, I'm not surprised either. But that's annoying that I'm not surprised. Yeah, like it makes me mad when things don't surprise me. Like the outcome of the match, I'm not surprised. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that the statistics not surprised mm-hmm. and you just become numb to it at this point you do you do you become numb because it's like in my head sometimes I'm like what can I do it's like I can't do not that I can't do enough but like I can't have my way about it yeah like you know yeah because if it was up to me none of this shit would exist yeah it wouldn't have to be a conversation mm. but that's not the world we live in and it's annoying it's very hard. It's trying to accept it or just not like accept it, but like trying to move on from it is what I struggle with because there there was just a point where it's like I had to come off social media because there was just a lot talking about social issues. Yeah. And like I internalise it and me being an empath as well, me feeling how like they're feeling. How they're feeling. Yeah. Imagine what it could feel like. Like it stresses me out. And then it gets me down. And it's like, I don't want to be down. Yeah. So trying to find the armour to kind of fight it and protect yourself or just keep your mind at peace, especially when you're dealing or experience shit like that, is it's annoying. It's a lot. Yeah, and it's not, it's not a fun when it's just happening every week. Yeah. Or every day. Yeah, every day, at yeah. This point. Mm-hmm. Every day is something different. Something else is on the timeline. Mm-hmm. Something else happened. Someone else was hurt. There's more statistics. Like, it's just... And I'm not saying that none of those issues are not issues because they're very huge issues. Yeah. But it's draining. It's draining. No, emotionally. Constantly. And mentally, it's draining. Yeah. Like... And, yeah. It's and- even worse that you know that the people that can change something, they don't care. <laughs> Either they don't care or they're siding with it. Why would you be... Why? Because that I don't get. Yeah. That I don't get. And also, it's like, if you know... Because even my mom was saying, if you know that those are the the rates, like domestic abuse, mm-hmm. why don't they open a centre where women go on match days or... Somewhere that women could be while, you know, their men maybe come home from the pub drunk, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't do that. And it's like, because one's probably not money for it. But two, well, there probably is money for it. They just don't want to use the money that they have for that. Well, they don't intend on helping. No, yeah. It's because the men that do that are in power. For sure. So, with what you're saying, that wouldn't make them money. As much as it's a good thing, they won't benefit off it. They benefit off football hooligans. They'll buy their season tickets every year, go to the pub every year, go to games, the most expensive games. They'll do all of this stuff bit every game just so they can punch people up. They they wouldn't really benefit off what you're saying. Like economically they yeah, wouldn't benefit. Yeah, it's not yeah, it's not as much as you're saying it's the right thing to do for them, they they're not they don't care for that. Because same with racism. Most of the people that watch football, like I, I was telling you, football's a racist sport. Yeah. Same with American football. Same with... I wouldn't say cricket. Cricket, nah. I wouldn't say cricket. 
Yeah, there's a lot of other sports that are racist. They most of the racist people they get like they benefit from the racist people. Mm. Yeah. So that's why that's why it is what it is. Mm. That's why in football the most they can do is say stop racism or take the knee or whatever. Other than that they're not they're not really gonna do they're not gonna ban people from for being racist. They only have to be blatantly racist yeah. to be banned. But even that's evident because like I'm sure I was reading an article the other day. You still can't go with your partner if she's like if she's giving birth. You still can't be in the room while she gives birth. But yeah, there was like what sixty thousand fans in Wembley Stadium. Yeah, because they don't benefit from it. Right. That's ridiculous. That is. Ridiculous. You can't be with your partner well, to see your baby be born. Yet, obviously, it's a hospital and there's different regulations, mm-hmm. but still, a stadium, sixty thousand people. Mm-hmm. Doesn't really make doesn't yeah. really make a ton bit of sense no. to be to be honest. Doesn't. It doesn't. But at the end of the day, football's gonna make their money, it's gonna bring the economy up. Um it's not even making society money to them, it's just making football money. What? At the expense of my mental health. Everyone's, and, other, and everyone's mental health. Everyone's mental health. Well, oh, wow. me, I don't really care for football anyway, so. <laughs> it's, not, it's not my end of being in life. Is it yours? What? Football? No. You know it's not. I don't, I never supported England. No, I'm not talking about England. I'm talking about in general. No. Because, With racism. No, just football. No, football. just football in general. I love football. Is that what you're asking? <laughs> yeah. Oh, then yeah. Because no, because you can't come off that subject and then say in general, do I love football? No, I love football. I'm asking if you have a problem with all the fans. That's what I was asking. With all the fans. Football's an aggressive sport. So, because, I don't know, some people, when they first go to a football game, they like it. Some people don't. Football, not everyone knows this, but football was made, the original football was someone's head. It wasn't an actual football. It's a war sport. Like, they cut off someone's head and they was playing football with their head. Well, my dad told me that. Yeah, like, it's an aggressive sport. Before, like, football was a girl's game. Like, women played it. And then the men took over. Yeah, it's an an aggressive sport. So, hence why you have a lot of people trying rubbish or whatever. Because in combat sports, you've got people chanting, but they don't chant as much as football fans. Does that make sense? Yeah, because isn't it? So like boxing, UFC, you'll hear people, but you won't hear them shout as much as punters or, you know, other yeah, people. Yeah, but you know they fantasise everything. Like, it wasn't, isn't when they used someone's head, was that not in the war where they stopped for Christmas? No. Yeah. And they came up. Nope. But they were using someone's head that time. No, they weren't. What were they using? A bull. From where? They made a bull. From where? In the war? I don't know. They made a ball. In the middle of the war? They made a ball. You can look it up. They're kicking a ball. They're, <laughs> in not, the kicking, of the they're not kicking someone's head. They made a ball. I was telling you, they made a ball. Okay, so. Look it up, everyone. They made a ball. They either made a ball or they had a ball. Either way. In the war, you can bring lots of stuff. In the war? In the trenches, yeah. I okay. swear to you. All right. And they made the goals out of Ivoire. They're army bags or, like, bins or something like that. Okay, either way, what I was trying to say is that story of them coming up from the trenches in the middle of the war and playing a game or whatever in the middle of Christmas is was used as a Coca-Cola advert. Yeah. Like, and it was like, oh, my gosh, this is the greatest thing ever. Like, we're here for family and it's time to come together and they're using <laughs> a war story. But well, it is a like, good they, story, though. Huh? It is a good story. Either way... That's what football... Either way, to glorify a situation like that, like you, you've glorified the war. Yes, it's a situation which is great. They stopped fighting and all of that stuff mm. to sell, to be together and, you know, get to know each other. That's fine. But they glorify it in that sense. So what I'm saying with football, they take sports that are, were in the beginning very much dangerous and racist or whatever the case may be, and they glorify it. They do it with a lot of things. They are with fairy tales and things of that nature. They glorify those. Like, if you go back to what all the Disney stories were actually about, the princess stories. Oh. 
they're terrible. And you got a little girl sitting there thinking, this isn't, I want to be a princess. You know what's crazy? You know what's crazy? I was in, I told you, I got my car, my dog, I got my car, I got my dog today. We was in the car and we were talking about Disney films. And the meanings of those films are deep. Yeah, they're ridiculous. Deep. Like, I watched Finding Nemo a couple of weeks ago. I nearly sobbed my, like, I nearly cried my eyes out. And then, last week, I watched A Bug's Life. You know, it feels about oppression. The, the the messages I got was about oppression and the only way to free yourself, the only way to be free is to free yourself. Right. And this is what they want kids to watch. And then what, Cinderella is about slavery? Yeah, Cinderella, she was a slave. Yeah. And I'm just like, God damn. And they made her a princess. Like, no, but, and everyone wants to be Cinderella. But what you were saying, like you, young girls are watching these films and glorifying it. Like, I want to be like that. Yeah. Like, you know, or even the the handsome prince comes to save, or whatever the case oh. may be, babe. That's not life. Like, <laughs> it's not princes. Life. These men, twenty twenty one, right? <laughs> this generation of men. <laughs> save who? Don't make me laugh. Let's not, <laughs> please. <laughs> but they glorify all of these. They glorify these stories, and they make money off it. Yeah. Same with football. They glorify. They make money off it, which. I get mm-hmm. they're making money at the end of the day, but we all know that the deeper story is behind it. Yeah. But even like with that, we was even talking about the flag in it because you was you feel some type of way about when you see the flag. Like, and I was saying the same thing oh, with, with like I was saying to my dad, I was like, if I see the England flag, a man walking, yeah, with like an England top or the England flag, I get scared. Like, yeah. and I'm I'm not like. A man. I haven't watched tons of football. Do you get what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I still feel Mm -hmm. scared Mm. or like a little bit. And you know the edge when I just see you wearing that flag. One hundred percent. But even like wearing the kit. Like I remember, was it the World Cup? Probably. Yeah, yeah, the World Cup. I got the top, but now like I look at it, I still have the top like hanged up in my wardrobe. I look at, I'm like, I don't know if I could wear this top anymore. Yeah. Like that's crazy to feel like that. To feel like that. Right, and it's, it's the country that we were born in. I'm raised. <laughs> it's the language I speak. <laughs> you know? I, I, it's just a... Prayer. With with football... All right. I want to try to explain this. With football, right? Football keeps a lot of people out of trouble. Kept me out of trouble. Yeah, I'm not saying and it, it does. It. it makes you meet people that you wouldn't meet in your life mm, 100% like when I was playing football out of London you met loads of people I met a lot of people out of London and yeah. I, they're still my friends to this day that's what football is yeah. however with national football with the England top me personally I wouldn't again like I said to you I don't feel comfortable with that flag or well, I would say that's not the sport as a whole. That's the national team. Yeah, that's yeah. just the so national I, part. Yeah, me, there's no way that I would ever say that football is like that. Football is not like that. Mm. But in every sport, there's a form of racism. Mm. Yeah, of course. But it's more shown in football because it is national. The most. I would say football is the most televised popular sport in the world. Mm-hmm. It's either football, basketball, or basketball. basketball. Yeah. No, I would say it's football, boxing, or basketball. Yeah, yeah. But again, I like with the national team. Yeah, nah, it's not. Can I ask you a question? Say, for example, you came, you became um, like a big footballer. Yeah. And you got called to play for England. Yeah. Would you do it? No. The reason, obviously, the reason is being because I don't feel comfortable for that. One. Mm-hmm. Two. With me, and it's with some of my friends that are footballers, if, when we're in our kit, when I was playing football, when everyone was in college, people ask, people, the locals be like, oh, you play for... So, so I'm like, yeah, they know us how the seasons are going or whatever, they're great. But I remember one time, um, it was pre-season and we was getting our new kit and we came in our own clothes. And there was me, 
and three other people, but we're all black. One's tall, he's like six, he's like six, three, six, four, smiling. You have me with long hair, another boy with long hair. And you have a light-skinned guy that's kind of big. Now, out of London, we're all in night techs. So everyone's kind of wary and whatnot. Obviously, the locals are still friendly and whatnot, but they're more wary. So they'll treat us different because we're in our own clothes. But when mm. we have the kit on, it's completely that's different. different. Mm. They'll even give us free stuff and stuff like that. Mm. So, yeah, like, they wouldn't read... They, to answer your question, no, nah, I wouldn't because without that kit on, they wouldn't see you as English. Yeah. So, no, nah, I wouldn't. No. That's I, deep. I, I, that's, that's deep, isn't it? That's deep. With Sterling. Because I think like that, like, like Raheem Rashford, Saka, like, how do they do it? He wasn't, originally, he wasn't meant to play for England. He was meant to play for Nigeria. Saka. He got the call up mm. and then mm. he chose to play for England. Mm. But if he didn't get a call up, he would have played for Nigeria because Nigeria wanted him from the get go. Yeah. Even though he played for England's youth team, he wanted to he wanted to play for Nigeria's <laughs> national yeah. team. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Because with Sterling, if I was Sterling, I would have played for Jamaica personally. Yeah, I was about to ask you would you play for Jamaica. That's. Yeah, that's obviously his own decision and stuff like that. Mm. So yeah. <laughs> Know it's hard, it's a hard decision to make, especially it's, hard. it's the sport that they love, isn't it? Exactly. So, yikes! Nah, because again, this other people think different because most people play for England not because of the passion, because of the money, they'll say it's because of the passion. No, it's because they could they have a possibility to win stuff. Because the only thing Jamaica would win is the Golden Cup. I don't know if you would the Golden Cup is. It's like the Euros. It's going on right now. But then isn't that kind of like selling out? No. Because if the only reason why you're playing for... You get a bonus for playing for your national team. And if you win... No, I'm not talking about in regards to money. I'm saying if the only reason why you're playing for a certain team is because you know they're going to win, you're not there for the right reasons, in, in my opinion. Like, if you're there because you love the sport or whatever the case may be, then fine, do that. Or because you love England, whatever the case may be, do that, innit? But if... I swear to God, this lie. <laughs> <laughs> if the only reason why you're there is because you there's a chance of you winning, me, I'm just not comfortable with that. Only because, like, you know when you're younger and someone's playing a game and they're like, oh, who are you supporting? Well, I'm supporting him because he's going to win. Yeah. They, what? Like, why are you only supporting them because they're going to win? There are people that will say that they're English and they're proud to be English. But me personally, I would never claim myself as English. Even though I'm born here and in the generations of my family, me and my cousins are the most English. We would never call ourselves English because we can go to Jamaica and not get lost. We can go to Jamaica and not get lost. Is that the only reason? <laughs> can, oh my nah. God. <laughs> we can go. No, but, yeah, like you know what I mean. Like you know how someone will go. I don't know if they're no, African. No, I don't know what you mean. The only reason why you wouldn't call yourself English is because you no. can go to Jamaica and not get lost. You know what I mean. You know no, what I mean. Look, look, I mean. right, so, to uh, to to make it more clear, to specify, it's oh like I can gosh. go to Jamaica and I'm comfortable. Like I'm not <laughs> out of place. I can go wherever. <laughs> so that's why. Oh, uh, I'm gonna tweet about this one day. <laughs> it's true because deep it, there's a lot of people that go to their native country like once or twice and they're cool. So nah. That's like me saying the only reason why I don't call myself English is because I could go back to St. Lucia and not get called the English girl. The British one. Ah. Uh, yeah. I can't say that for me. How can I call it now? It's true though. Yes, but that's it, not the only reason I why said, I don't feel you know exactly, English. Well, okay, well I thought you know what I meant. But you I can go to Jamaica and I can And feel comfortable, and yeah. I'm perfectly comfortable and I'm fine. And yeah, that's it. That's the Whereas only reason. a lot of people know. Whereas okay. a lot of people, they don't really know their heritage like that or where they come from. Mm. And they're cool with not knowing their heritage. But they'll be more comfortable coming back to London. I'm more comfortable over there than I am here. Yeah. Mm. So 
With regard, that's why I wouldn't play. I wouldn't play for England. Yeah, like I don't but get homesick at all. There's other people that obviously they've still been to where they're from, but they're like, nah, like I miss England. Like, I'm yeah, cool. they feel comfortable here. Yeah. So that's that's what it is. Fair enough. Fair enough. Thought you knew that. What I said. No, you said it's the only reason. You said the only the only reason you don't put English is because you could go to Jamaica and not get lost. Mm. That, <laughs> that <laughs> what? not the only reason. Is it one of the reasons? Because you feel more comfortable there. That's different. Like I feel, I feel the same. Like I, I go home and I feel comfortable there. Like I don't get homesick for England mm-hmm. at all. Like I don't. I get sad when someone's like, "Oh, we're getting on a plane next week." I'm like, "What?" Don't take me back. <laughs> I'll stay here. Listen, I don't need no money. Like, just leave me. Let me live. Mm-hmm. Well, my taste has I mean? changed, man. Listen, the way I speak now. The older I get, the more I want to leave. Oh, 100%. I'm go- yeah, no. I told you, the plan is make it big, get my money, build and out dip. in Jamaica. Because that was, that was the, because this is the thing. A lot of the people who, like a lot of Caribbeans who came here, like for example, for my family, my grandpa came here. The intention was to come here, obviously for work, get the money, send the money back home to build. But you never got to do that. Yeah. No, and my I want to fulfill that. All the time because my <coughs> great-grandparents are the ones that came. Mm. But the intention was never to stay here. Yeah. Especially with Caribbeans. The intention it was, was to, never to stay To always here. go back. It was always to make their money and go, go back. back. But because yes. of when they came, they had kids and then whatever the case may be, obviously they brought whoever over to make more money. Mm-hmm. Then you end up having kids and then yeah. you end up having to put them in schools and then they ended up staying here. It was never the intention to stay here. And mm-hmm. that's why... Like, even they made carnival and stuff like that. Mm. They built the council in Kensington, Chelsea. They were the council. It was Caribbeans. Mm-hmm. They built the housing system and everything like that. Yeah. For in, like, yeah. in my, where I am, where I live. But, mm. like, they didn't hold on to any of that because they never wanted to stay. It was like, we're here mm-hmm. and then we dip. So they sold all of that. They gave it all away and whatever the case may be because they never wanted to stay. But... Yeah, no. They ended up being here and yeah. they ended up staying here and then they didn't buy any houses and all of these things. Exactly. And it's hard because obviously we I feel like we're still very much beneficial because well, I'm third generation. I'm still very much beneficial because I'm still was brought up within my culture. Yeah. But a lot of other Caribbeans who ended up staying here, whatever the case may be, their kids kids got brought up in English culture. Yeah. So they They're do like feel, black British. Yeah, yeah, they feel British, they feel English. And yeah. and that's Power to them, mm-hmm. you know, but... But even in cases like that, like, say, for example, you're black... Like, say, for example, so with my dad, yeah, he was born in Jamaica, but came here when he was young. Mm. But the way he speaks, he he can speak Patois, he can put the accent on, but when yeah. he speaks normally, like, it's just like a normal... Like us, yeah, right? But it's like, if people back home heard him, heard the way he speaks, they won't think he's he Jamaican. They won't yeah. think he was born there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like the clash of that, like, yeah. you're not home here, but you're not home there, there either, yeah. sometimes. Like my, mom, my mom tried to get that out of me because, like I said, I'm third generation. So yeah. I would have just been here, stayed here mm-hmm. and been none the wiser. My mom took me back so young. She said, you got there with English action, you came back with St. Lucian 1. I said, right. <laughs> okay. So now, if I'm in my family's house, it just, mm. you wouldn't. No, and especially if I go home, mm-hmm. I'm not English anymore. Yeah. So, but that's because it's been ingrained in me and yeah. I've been brought up like that. Mm-hmm. And my family made it a very large point to just dash all the grandkids in. So you're sitting in the middle of the living room and everyone's just casting you out and patois. So <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's been part of the upbringing. No, true. But other people, they didn't, they didn't have that, you yeah. know? So they feel, they've, it's hard because mm-hmm. where do you feel at home? Mm. And then obviously when things like that, if you're playing football, if you're born here and you've only been back a couple of times, do you play for here? Do you play for your country? Yeah. You know, it's like a hard a decision to identity make. Identity crisis type of thing. Definitely. Like where do you... Where do you fit? Where do you fit or where do you put yourself? And then wherever you do put yourself, are you going to get judged for it or something? Yeah, what's, then, someone, what's someone going to say? Yeah, and then things Not that like it matters, happened, but it's yeah. like you're bound to get that. Right, and then things like this happen and it's like, well... <laughs> you see why. Yeah, this is why I didn't want to do that in the first place or this is why I feel uncomfortable anyway. Yeah. And the one time that I try, you know, 
be for the country, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. This is how you lot treat us. Exactly. And then you wonder why we don't feel comfortable here. Like, mm-hmm. And we've been here for generations now. Bro, we... <laughs> you know? It built the country even. We built the country even, up. Like... But... Have no words. Have no words. Um, yeah, I feel is what it is identity crisis. We've been through it. We go through it. Go through every day. But especially for the kids now that look up to those players, mm-hmm. like Im- imagine how they're feeling knowing that. Yeah. You know, or even the Caribbean kids that born here, parents born here, parents before that born here, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, I want to be a footballer, and then you see that happening and you only feel English yeah you know or you're only English when you're doing well right which is definitely the message that they sent Mm -hmm. this week but um yeah I think we're done we'll see you lot next week yes sir bye bye